Hey guys, and welcome to episode 30 of Grace in Progress. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor who loves watching kindergartners on a Zoom call and seeing all of the amazing work that our teachers have done transitioning to online. And I firmly believe that if you woke up this morning, then you have a purpose. If you're new here, welcome. This podcast was created to give you a safe space to learn more about yourself, take small steps to become the person you were created to be, and learn to give yourself lots of grace along the way. If you've been listening for a while, thank you so much. And if you could do me a favor, actually, I found out recently that the Facebook and Instagram algorithms have changed yet again, and they're saying that people have to like or comment or share your posts in order for it to show up on your news feed. So there's probably several of you who haven't seen any of my recent posts because they've dropped off the newsfeed for some reason. So if you could take a second, like a post, share it, comment on it, and that way you can stay up to date on all things Grace in Progress. I have some online courses that are coming up in the future that I'm so excited to share about, and I want you to be one of the first ones to know. All right, for today, I want to dive into a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, which is parenting. Not only parenting, but parenting during a crisis. There are many moments in our lives where we unfortunately will experience a crisis. And I think a global pandemic would qualify as one, don't you think? (laughs) Here we are still having to raise these awesome little humans as we navigate each new day during this weird season. But what we're talking about today applies any time you go through a crisis, because when the stress level rises, things just change sometimes in your parenting, in your children, and it's not always easy to navigate. But here's the deal about this episode. Both personally and professionally, my style of offering parenting, quote unquote, advice is not what you would typically expect. My philosophy on parenting advice is that it should all be a la carte. (laughs) You look at all the options presented and pick and choose what will best suit your family. As much as I would love to offer a magical one, two, three on how to get your children to listen the first time, it does not exist. That would be like asking a contractor to just build me a home. (laughs) They'd probably look at you like, um, okay, but what style of home do you like? Or what floor plan do you prefer? How many bedrooms are you going to need? There's no one size fits all parenting approach. I've seen it in every single home that I've worked in. And I've seen it in my own family. Sure, there are methods or approaches that might help and by all means, try them. But be prepared to switch out options and to try something for a season or something else for each child. And just like a home, There are certain materials and tools that have to be used every single time, like wood, nails, hammer, whatever. But beyond that, the rest is extremely customized and will fit the needs of the particular family building it. And the same goes for parenting. There are certain essentials like security, love, comfort that every child needs. But beyond that, everything else is very customized based on their personality, their environment, and what works with them. But in this podcast, my specialty is more suited to help strengthen the foundations that those children are relying on. 
which is you. So in our time together today, I'm going to give you four questions to ask yourself when you are parenting during a crisis. These are the moments where everything seems to just hit the fan and you might need some help. So number one, how do I feel? It might feel counterintuitive to look inward when you're trying to deal with your child's behavior or the situation at hand. But when I worked in a psychiatric hospital for several years with children and adolescents, as staff, we would go through something called TCI, which is Therapeutic Crisis Intervention. And they taught us that when a child was throwing a fit or throwing a chair or yelling at staff, you don't rush over and intervene with the child. You don't run towards that fire. The first thing you do is stop and ask yourself, how do I feel? There are a lot of variables that could make you unqualified to help in that situation. If you're the target, it might not be good for you to run towards the fire. If you're already worked up about something else, or you have something invested in this situation, you're not going to be objective. You might be irrational, and it's only going to make things worse. So in your home, in your parenting situation, taking a step back and saying, how do I feel before you do anything else can help avoid more stress, more conflict. You may need to defer to another adult in the home, whether it's your spouse or another family member. I know that's not always an option. So sometimes taking a time out for yourself and say, I'm going to deal with this when I'm calmer or have a clearer mind and won't do or say things I regret. Another part of how do I feel? I'm sure you've heard the acronym HALT that you use with toddlers whenever you're trying to figure out why they're acting the way they're acting. And it stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So are they feeling one of those four things? Again, we're talking about dealing with a two to four-year-old, but I don't know about you, but that applies to me. If I'm hungry, I get hangry. Then if I'm angry, I get lonely. And if I'm lonely, then I'm just tired and I want to go to sleep. So I could be all of the above. (laughs) And I wonder why my kid's behavior gets on my nerves. But by stopping and saying, how am I feeling right now? Is this something that really isn't as big of a deal, but it feels a bigger deal because I'm tired, because I'm isolated, because nothing is normal lately? If you can tune in to yourself before you release anything out towards other people, a lot can be avoided and their behavior might not be as bad as it feels when you're already agitated. Okay, number two, what are my expectations? This sounds so simple again, but so many times we don't slow down enough to look at our home, look at our children and say, what am I expecting out of these people? What am I expecting out of my eight-year-old? Am I expecting him to act like a 15-year-old? Am I expecting him to act like a 35-year-old? When in reality, he's only eight. Biologically, mentally, there are so many areas that I might be expecting him to do or know more than he's even had the chance to learn. Sometimes taking a step back and realizing, hey, my four-year-old is going to act like a four-year-old. I can't expect my four-year-old to know that we're in the middle of a crisis and to act like a 12-year-old and to have a longer attention span, to always respond respectfully every time I ask her to do something, but pausing long enough to say, what are my expectations? Not only of your kids, 
but what are you expecting of yourself? Are you expecting yourself to have a calm, peaceful answer every time they talk back to you? (laughs) Are you expecting them never to talk back to you? I mean, come on. You can set the bar so high that no one is ever going to achieve it. You can set the bar for yourself compared to other people. Maybe you're expecting yourself to run a household very similarly to your friend, to someone you see online, or whatever it is. But if you haven't taken time to name those expectations of who your measuring stick is, one of my very first episodes was about that. What are you setting your expectations on? And do they need to be shifted? Your expectations can directly impact your parenting, especially during a crisis. Number three, what is important? Not necessarily in the big picture of things, but in this moment, in this crisis, in this season of life that we are dealing with more stress than usual, what's important? Again, this is going to be different based on your situation. Is it more important that we get schoolwork done? Is it more important that we connect with other family members in ways that we can safely? Is it more important that I get my job done, that I have to work from home now? Is it important that we connect with each child each day if you have multiple children? What is important to you right now? You have to name it in order to put it into action. And also answering that question needs to be communicated as a family too. What is important? Is it important that we get up, have a routine, get dressed every day? Or is it important to you that no one feels rushed, that you ease into the day, that you do things as they ebb and flow? Or is it important to you have more structure and routine? That can only be answered by you and your home. But it's important that you take the time to answer that question because that will shift your priorities. That will set the tone for your day and for your schedule. And number four, what can I let go? My husband and I have very serious parenting motto that we say almost daily. And it's, I'm not going to die on that hill. (laughs) Okay, not super serious, but there are so many proverbial hills every single day with three children, four, six, and eight. Everything's a big deal to them. So if we die on every single hill, we're just constantly going to be exhausted. Now, there are certain hills. I've even said it to my four-year-old daughter. I will die on this hill. So you can buy me all you want, but I will win. And knowing, though, what I'm going to let go. there, I'm going to let their wardrobe go during a crisis. I'm going to let some eating rules go. I'm going to let screen time rules go. Again, this is not forever. But during this season, during this crisis, whether it's a global pandemic or it's a move to a new home, or it's a sudden loss in the family, or whatever the crisis is in your life, what can you let go? Can you let go of some additional commitments? Can you let go of some things that you said you would never do as a parent? You can give yourself permission to let some things go. And those are the four. So to review, number one, how do I feel? Number two, what are my expectations? of your kids and yourself. Number three, what is important? And number four, what can I let go? Again, no magic formula, but these are essential questions 
to strengthening the foundation that your children rely on, which is you. And only you know what will work with your kids because you know them better than anyone. God assigned those children to you and God does not make mistakes. Being a parent is such a privilege and it requires constant (laughs) introspection, patience, and trusting God for wisdom each day. And the one piece of advice I do offer is when in doubt, add sun and or water at any age. (laughs) Going for a walk, turning on the sprinkler, taking a bath when it's been a stressful day, those can really help. And finally, after you've answered all these questions, added sun or water as needed, you know what I'm going to tell you to do. Give yourself grace. We're all doing the best that we can. You're going to make mistakes. In times of stress, we do and say things we wish we could take back, but the best example you can give your children is to apologize when you mess up, to show them that we only get our strength from God, and to model giving yourself grace along the way. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through any crisis that is thrown our way. And we can do it all with God's help and grace. You've got this, and I'm cheering you on. Thanks so much for listening.